Hey everybody, what's up? You're listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast, the podcast of author Josh Vasquez. That's me. Uh, I write a couple of book series, uh, the Savannah Zombie Novel series, obviously, and then the North Pole Zombie series, and uh, hopefully some non-zombie things in the future. But yeah, this is the podcast where I talk about all sorts of things between zombies, writing, books, and all sorts of nerdy subjects. This is the second episode, part two. And I say part two because I've actually already recorded this episode once and my microphone came out while I was driving and about 30 minutes in, the audio just went super bad. And audio is really something that you cannot fix so much. Um, So yeah, here I am recording it uh, for the second time and I'm hoping that the microphone stays in and nothing pops out as I'm driving home. I'm just now leaving uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just watched it with my nephew. It was pretty dang good. I enjoyed it. Uh, It's pretty on par with the first Ant-Man. And I think the most important thing about it is that it is, um, it's a little bit of a breather after Infinity War. So Infinity War kind of got kind of depressing there at the end. And uh, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is here to cleanse our palate until the end sequence and uh so no spoilers yet but i might talk about that uh at the end of the episode so that way if you want to avoid spoilers you can but uh yeah go see it it's fun uh paul rudd's just he's just hilarious um it he's just so subtly funny too he it doesn't even take that much he's just he's just he's just so great and uh, i've loved him since uh Mike uh, in Friends and all the other stuff he's done. I love you, man. And he's just, he's just, he's just a funny guy. Love Paul Rudd. So anyways, yeah, leaving the theater and uh, I will be driving. So you will hear the background noise of uh, potholes and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, My van is very rickety. So there will probably be some of that. But uh, yeah. So doing this hands-free microphone, so you don't have to call the uh, the officials on me because uh, I'm not using my hands to record this. Nope, nope, nope. I am mic'd up and ready to roll. So uh, one of the things about the podcast I wanted to do is be able to do this while I was driving home from work, which I did uh, this past Thursday and was super excited. I was going to listen to it on my way to work on Friday. And good thing I did because, like I said, that audio was messed up. So here I am recording it again for the second time, praying that the microphone does not come out and mess up my audio. If it does, well, I might just cry and quit this whole podcast thing. So, but uh, probably won't quit it, but I definitely will have to rethink how I'm doing this and it definitely won't involve me driving, which kind of sucks because this was the free time that I wanted to use and uh, yeah. So I work in a pooler, which is just outside of uh, Savannah. And so uh, I came to see the movie today in pooler because the theaters out here are just way better. Uh, It's closer for my nephew. So this is about the same amount of drive that I would have for a normal episode of me driving home from work. Um, So uh, episode number two, uh, which I recorded the other day, I was just gonna kind of uh, go over the story of how I became an author and just how I became a writer and involved in writing and the Savannah Zombie novel series and how it got its start. 
Um, and so I did that uh, this past Thursday and I thought it went pretty good. There were some funny parts in there um, that I hate that, you know, I, you're not going to listen to, which I don't know, maybe I'll throw up together like a, uh, an episode of outtakes or something like that as like a special episode one day. Um, cause I'm sure there's probably going to be a plenty of outtakes, but at the same time there might not be because I don't plan on doing any editing with this. I really wanted to be off the cuff and just raw. Uh, I've, I felt like that's kind of been, it's been a little bit more personal, um, for the listeners. Uh, of course, you know, the audio quality is not like super, it's not like studio quality because I am in a van and I am in motion. So there's that. But anyways, uh, yeah, so I have always kind of had a love of, of books and that's something that has been instilled in me by my mother and then my, my grandparents and I have just always remembered loving books and reading them. And I remember doing a Pizza Hut's Book It program back in the day where you read so many books and you got a free personal pan pizza, which now as a parent, I look back on it and I'm like, that's great because one, your kid's reading books and two, they're getting food that you don't have to pay for. And as a parent, that is the kind of stuff that you're looking for. So yeah, that's that was pretty cool. And I remember that and I wish they had a program like that for adults because I would read I read all the time. Well, I don't read as much as I used to, but I, I sure would like to. And if there was pizza incentive, I, I definitely would. I would definitely be reading for pizza. Yeah, sign me up for that program. Pizza Hut, make it happen. I want book it for adults. And I'll still take a personal pan pizza because those things are delicious because they're still a deep dish. Well, it's not really a deep dish. It's a pan, pan pizza. I'll take the pizza however you make it make it happen pizza hut do it so anyways i've always enjoyed books uh and i've always kind of enjoyed creating books i remember creating books with my dad uh basically he would uh just ask me what he wants me to put on the paper and then he would like draw the picture and like write it and uh yeah i had a couple of books and it was just like simple stuff like hey my name is josh vasquez and uh i like to eat pizza and stuff like that and um yeah it was uh, just very simple stuff, but uh, I think I remember. I remember in I want to say it was second grade that I had the idea. I had the idea of writing a book series about a about a boy and his it was like his sidekick, but the the boy was like uh, he was like part werewolf, and there would be twelve chapters in each book for twelve full moons, and then there would be twelve books in the series because because there's 12 full moons and I don't know this whole 12 thing but uh yeah I had this idea for this book series I never wrote anything of it but I just had this idea of like the series and like wanting to write it always wanted to kind of like write write a book so when my family moved down here to Savannah in 1996 I was kind of sad uh I don't, I don't know if I would use the word depressed because now that I like look back on it, maybe I would use that word, but not so much. I don't know. I, I, I was sad. I'll just say that. I was sad because I had to leave my friends. I had to leave my home and what I knew. Uh, we didn't have any family down here. So it was basically just kind of like my, my dad, my stepdad's job brought us down here. And uh, yeah, so part of that, part of me kind of coping with that was writing these stories and in these stories I would write my friends in 
and they would be characters and I remember one of these stories was based on hey a deer I'm not gonna edit that out because that's real life I just saw a deer on the side of the highway and that's staying in there I'm not not cutting that out that's just for you guys and that's just for me so anyways um, I remember uh, one of the stories I was writing with my friends in it it was based off of like these Lego sets and this was like back before Lego had like every imaginable property uh, they just had like their made-up ones and this one was like uh, Aquanauts yeah and uh, there was the Aquanauts and then there was the uh, the bad guys were like the shark something shark I, I can't remember what it was but I love those sets and uh, anyways I based these stories on me and my friends and we'd go on these underwater adventures and yeah and uh, I don't think I wrote like more than like a few pages like it I make it sound like I wrote like this whole series but it was really just a few pages um, not too much I've never really been good at like finishing projects um, each project in my life it tends to get a little bit more so I do uh, I have gotten better um, so fast forward to high school ninth grade uh, it is uh, the year 2003 so, uh, no, actually it would be, it would have been 2002. So, uh, it's Halloween time. Me and my friends are pretty excited about Halloween. Um, cause we're like right at, it's like ninth grade. So you're like right at that age where you're getting too old for Halloween, but it's still fun. And you're trying to like hold on to that last little bit of childhood. Uh, so anyways, we were, we were just like in, in the mood and I was like, Hey, let's write some like scary stories and all that. I think I'm the only one that actually wrote anything, but, uh, anyway, so I wrote like this, like two pages of this story, just like very short and it wasn't even really a story. Like it, it was a horrible cliffhanger and I look back on it now and I'm like, this is bad. Um, but they were like, Oh, this is good. Cause you know, I had like inside jokes of like us and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, write some more. So I started writing this more. And at the time I was like super into the game, uh, doom. So I started writing like this, what I guess you would call now fanfic, but I don't really know if there, that term was around back then. Um, because like the internet was like nothing what it is now. Um, and people, I don't know if I didn't, I didn't even know if that was a thing back then, like, because it just wasn't something that you would look up and find. Um, but uh, there were the uh, there were some novels written based off of the original game Doom, and the first one kind of holds to the very loose storyline of the game, and then the second one kind of goes a little bit further and takes a little bit more liberty with it. And then the third one just goes off the rails. They go into space. And the fourth one is just nuts. And, like, it just completely goes away from the game, like, whatsoever. And, anyways, I love those books. So, here I am. It's Halloween. Uh, well, it's, it's, like, after Halloween now. But I'm writing, like, this fanfic uh, story. And me and my friends uh, at the time, I'm putting them in it. It's, a like, we're, like, characters and everybody. Like, there's, like, all these kind of inside. Hey, more deer. And more inside jokes and all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, they're like, they like it. They're like, you know, just keep writing more. So I think at the most I had like 42, maybe 44 pages. And yeah, I mean, it was good. I had like an outline of what I wanted to do with it and how much I wanted to write. And uh, I think that was about the time that ninth grade end. And one of my friends who she was in the story, uh, she moved away. And um, 
10th grade kind of took us in different directions, so none of us were really in the same classes anymore, and I just was never able to finish that story. And uh, I would try over the years to try and finish it, because um, I thought it was I thought it was a fun story, but just was never able to. Um, so fast forward to senior year, 2006. It is probably the beginning of that year, 2006, and uh, me and my buddy, uh, Chris Stubbs, we are super into zombie movies. Um, I remember watching The Night of the Living Dead at a young age, probably like 13, and I remember being home alone, and it was in the middle of the day, and I don't know, I can't remember why I started watching it, but I started watching it, and I remember being just scared, so scared, in the middle of the day, nobody was home, I was like, somebody please come home, so I have been a fan of zombies for a long time, and uh, anyways, me and my friend Chris, we were into zombie movies, and we liked all like the, the, like the big ones at the time, uh, which I think uh, 28 Days Later was out, and then uh, I think the Dawn of the Dead remake was out as well. Um, I think I had just got done reading World War, no, not World War Z yet. Uh, I, I just got done reading the Zombie Survival uh, Guide by Max Brooks, which I pretty much keep a copy with me at all times because I'm a huge zombie nerd. Um, I, I have one in the back of the van right now in a, a red wooden case I made that says, in case of zombies break glass, and there's a hatchet in there as well, so, you know, just in case, you never know when the zombie apocalypse is going to start, um, but, yeah, so, anyways, we're big fans of the zombie, uh, genre, and we watch, we watch, like, all of them, we watch, like, the bad ones, too, and, uh, at this time, like, there's no Netflix, so we're going to the video store, we're going to Hollywood Video, and we're renting these things, and some of them are good, some of them not so good. But the one I remember in particular is uh, just one of my favorites. It's uh, never, whenever I bring it up, people have never heard of it, but it's great. It's called Hide and Creep, and it's basically about uh, zombies uh, coming into like this southern town and like these uh, like southern guys like have to take care of like all these zombies. It's super funny. Uh, it's very uh, lowbrow humor, and it's also very uh, tongue in cheek on some parts. It's like uh, we know we're a low budget movie, so we're gonna have fun with it. And I think that's one of the things that uh, just drew me to that movie the most was like, okay, you can make a low budget low budget movie and be okay with it being a low budget movie. You just have to be okay with it. And I think that was like a huge light bulb moment for me. And both of us were like, we we can do something like this. There's worse movies out there. We can do a low budget zombie movie and it'd be okay. Like it won't be the best movie ever, but it'll be pretty decent. So we set out to make a zombie movie of our own. Uh, I wrote up a couple of outlines. Um, two of them. Uh, I still have them. I still have the original notes in a folder. Uh, I'll post some pictures on uh, Instagram if you follow me there. Uh, that's Ben Called, B-E-E-N-C-A-L-L-E-D, uh, which is just a name that I've used since high school. Um, but that's another story for another time. I'll post pictures up there on the original notes so you can check that out. But yeah, I had two different outlines and one was like an A script and one was a B script. And then I wrote a few pages of the script with the idea of like, we can take this and we can move the scenes around if we want to and change the feel of the movie. 
Um, I think one was a little bit more hopeful at the end and the other one was not hopeful at all. So, uh, yeah. And uh, we had notes. Uh, there was texting back then, okay, so I'm not that old. Um, I, make it, I make it sound like it's so long ago, but technology has made it sound like it's so far, so far ago. Um, but texting back then was like you pay for like each text. There was no like texting plan. Um, so it was very expensive. So we did note passing the old fashioned way. We wrote it down on paper and we passed it to the next guy. And uh, yeah, so I have like a bunch of handwritten notes of us going back and forth uh, talking about this. I wish I still had a, there was a, uh, an audio tape that we did of a little uh, thing we called the zombie monologues and it was just basically us talking about zombie movies and talking about how we were going to make ours uh, but that is lost that is lost somewhere some some soul somewhere has probably stumbled upon that and like these guys are idiots but hey anyways that's 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 out there but uh yeah so we we were super pumped about this and we were excited and we were ready to do it there was just two things in our way one we had no equipment and I mean no equipment we had no way of doing this and what made that even harder was our problem number two is we had no money and we were not a low budget movie we are a no budget movie and we had talks about like getting just like cheap cameras and just cobbling things together but going back to like how technology has just changed so much over these past geez uh, 12 13 years and like nowadays like you can literally shoot a movie on your phone like it's been done like like Zack Snyder just made a, a short movie um, in his free time using an iPhone and just a few different like devices with it and it's really good I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head um, I feel like I had iron something in it anyways look it up uh, it's out there. Zach, uh, I'm just going blank on his name, even though I just said it. Check that out. You just fast rewind, get his name, because I'm going blank right now. That's what happens when you don't prepare for these things. But, uh, yeah, we didn't have that. We barely even had, like, uh, mini DV cameras back then, which you had to hook up with uh, a firewire. You had to have a firewire port, and it was just all this stuff that... We just didn't have like I everybody has like these like amazing movie creating studios on their cell phones now you can shoot the video you can edit the video you can put it out there on YouTube and the avenues that people and especially kids like if you're interested in making movies do it start doing it now because you have the ability to do it you are at an age where technology and creativity are at such a critical point you can do whatever you want and it's the same thing with writing so like this is my inspirational message right now in the middle of the show kids if you want to do something freaking go out and do it that's that that's my advice um chase your dreams um so yeah anyways we were unable to chase our dreams and so our, our dreams died they died they were dead um, we just ended up not being able to do it. Um, the project kind of just fizzled out. Uh, we graduated, kind of went our, our different ways. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened is it, it just stayed as notes and I kept it in a folder and it stayed in the closet for a while. Uh, one day, uh, I kind of dusted it off and I wrote a couple chapters out of the outline 
and um, put it back away. And it was back away for quite a while until The Walking Dead came out on TV. And I remember watching that pilot episode, that first episode, um, the day it premiered. I uh, was laying on my living room floor. My wife was probably doing something else because she wasn't into zombies. Um, and uh, just being blown away by the storytelling and just the scope of what they were able to accomplish on TV. And it just completely renewed my excitement for zombies in the zombie genre because up until that point, like it still was very much a subgenre people weren't that interested in the zombies and and it just wasn't that big thing i think the vampires were still pretty big at that time uh, i can't remember where twilight was on the uh where they were at in their schedules films and all that but uh yeah so uh me and a new friend avery we were super into the walking dead and we started getting into zombie movies and we started watching all the old ones and stuff like that and um one day I was like, hey, you know, I wrote a couple stories for this uh, zombie movie that I had planned on making in high school, and I wrote a couple chapters of it, and uh, you want to read them? And he was like, yeah, sure. Um, and Avery's not really a big reader. Um, he's kind of got uh, ADHD. He's kind of like hyperactive and all that stuff, and um, his attention span's not really there, but I sent him those two chapters, and he was like, dude, uh, I finished them. You got to write more because I got to know what happens next. So Avery was like beginning to push me to write this story and I had the outline. Um, so I altered it some. I changed it around. I wrote um, different characters in there and I changed some things. And uh, yeah, but the basic premise was basically our characters going from point A to point B to point A to point B. And it was very much kind of like... Uh, Night of the Living Dead, where it's just like a focus on this small group of characters and how they survive in this situation. Um, but of course, the story evolved, and there was more characters and subplots. And as this story is evolving, I get this Christmas present. It is an Amazon Kindle. Well, the cool thing about Amazon Kindle is that they made the bookstore, the Amazon bookstore, so accessible on the e-reader and you could literally just buy books in one click which is probably a dangerous thing for someone like me who just loves books um but on the bright side and thankfully um uh, for me and my wife because there's a bunch of free books on there so i was able to download a lot of these free books there's a lot of free zombie books which i found and i was like heck yeah and i'm reading some of them and i ran into the same issue that there is with zombie movies some of these are really good and some of these are not really good. And it's not so much that the stories weren't good. It's that they just weren't very well put together. They weren't... Like, there was, like, spelling errors and all sorts of different things in there. And I was like, this is this is crazy. How does this even get passed? And I started to look at it. And I started to realize that these books are all... They're all published by the author. They're all what would I would later learn to be called self-published. So I look into this thing called Amazon uh, KDP, and basically what happens is you can write a book and publish it on Amazon yourself, and whenever somebody buys it, 
they pay you money. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And I had always wanted to write a book, but never really thought about going through the process of traditionally trying to get it published. It was just kind of like always like a, just like a dream for me, not something that like I ever really planned on doing. So, uh, yeah. Now that, that there was this way that you could kind of just put something out there and, and hey, you have a you have a book. So, I finished up this zombie novel and I really didn't plan on it like being anything big. I was just going to publish it on Amazon and uh, just let it kind of like do its thing. If it sold, it sold. And if it didn't sell, you know, no big loss. I, I have a book out there. That's cool. I can say I'm an author. Um, so when it got time to publish this, I was going to publish it in October of 2013, I think it was. And, uh, so I think like the month before I cobbled together a website, um, I got like a Twitter page just for that. And, um, I think I made a Facebook page at the time, like a group and just tried to do all these different things where I could get the, the, the word out there. I shared it with my friends and family on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, I was like, Hey, you know, like I'm, I'm writing this book. Uh, even if you don't read it, it means a lot to me if you buy it and stuff like that. And it helps me out a great big, but at the same time, I'm also like, Hey, if nothing becomes of this, it's, it's no big loss. You know, I put it out there. It's, it is what it is. So I published it and it was super exciting. It was just like, it was just, just crazy. Uh, because now I could like pull up my Kindle and boom, I'm reading a book that I wrote and it's, it was just crazy. Um, so I published it on Amazon and I published it on, uh, Barnes and Noble's Nook because they also had a kind of a self-publishing deal that you could do. Um, it didn't do so well in the Nook. So I think after a couple months I pulled it off just because the ecosystem in Amazon was a lot better and there was a certain uh, amount of perks that you could get if you're just invested in the Amazon ecosystem. So I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna pull it off the nook. But at the same time, I realized that through Amazon, they have uh, what's called Create Space and it allows you to make your own print books. So here I am, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna pull it off the nook, but don't worry if you don't own a Kindle or a Kindle e-reader device. Um, or the Kindle app on your phone. I'm gonna make a paperback version. So I set out to do that. And the coolest thing was when I got that first box in the mail of proof copies and I was holding in my hand like something that like, like it didn't exist before. Like I just like, um, like, like these are the words that like I came up with and stuff like that. It was, it was just very surreal, very cool. Um, if you're an author, you know what I'm talking about the first time you actually like hold your book. And if you are a uh, aspiring author and a uh, like a budding author, uh, just know that like it's it's super cool when you finally get to like the e-reader and the e-book was cool, but like the actual print book, super cool. Um, so yeah, you have that to look forward to. And. Um, so anyways, people started reading this. I started getting reviews on Amazon and people, you know, liked it. Um, for the most part, all my reviews were uh, positive. 
And uh, so I had ideas of where the story would go next. So I wrote a short story and it kind of, uh, it was actually a lead into um, the next book. So I was writing that and I came out with A New Darkness the following year. And uh, basically I had planned a, a trilogy. I wrote another short story about one of the main characters in the book, Lex. And that came out, and I have been working on book three ever since. And uh, I've been promising it and promising it and promising it. But uh, recently, on the uh, the episode of Muses, Memoirs, and More, uh, I was uh, I I, uh, I I guess I outed myself and said, like, look, I'm going to have this book ready. I'm going to have it ready for the Savannah Quill Book Convention, which is in October. Uh, it's going to be there. Um, I'm going to have it done by then. So that's that's my goal. I just gotta get my butt in the seat and finish it. So if you're uh, a reader and you've been waiting patiently for book three, I just want to say thank you. It means a lot, and uh, it's coming. I promise it's coming. And uh, if you go back and you listen to that episode of Muses, Memoirs, and More, uh, you will hear me hint that it could possibly be two books. Like it's very, it's very big in scope compared to the the first two books. Like it's all, it's almost really, it, it could be split into two books. I'm undecided, so um, you might just be getting two books in October. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Um, and after that, I'm going to be writing the uh, second episode in the North Pole Zombie series. Uh, I have a title for it. I've already got the cover made. Uh, I'll probably put it up for pre-order um, three months out from uh, November. And uh, it's called uh, North Pole Zombies, uh, Mrs. Claus Strikes Back. So basically, if you've read the first one, you kind of know what that's about. Um, and I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, so uh, I got a lot on my plate now uh, with this podcast. And uh I've got a YouTube channel that I'm trying to keep content going on, which it takes a little bit longer with video, but I'm trying to be as quick and uh, as effortless with that as I can. Uh, this podcast is one of those ways of kind of helping out. You'll notice that I'll put these episodes on there. So um, if you have somebody that wants to listen to it and they don't have like a podcasting app or listen to it any other way, they can always check it out on YouTube. It's there for uh, their listening pleasure. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got to uh, where I am now. Uh, as an author, there's definitely, I mean, a lot more stuff on there. Uh, if you're a budding creative, if you are a, a, a writer and you want to be an author and you want to write a book, head on over to my Facebook page. I think it's just Savannah Zombie Novel. Um, just go over there and uh, yeah, drop me a line and let me know what you got in the works, what you want to do. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear your story. Um, so connect with me there. Like I said, I'm on uh, Instagram too. Is Ben called B E N C A L L E D? Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's up there. And uh, of course, you know, there's the website um, SavannahZombieNovel.com, and you can always reach me at Josh at SavannahZombieNovel.com. But yeah, this is the uh, second episode of the uh, podcast. Savannah Zombie Podcast. I'm super excited because it looks like I didn't have any issues with the mic. And um, so, yeah, that's great. Um, so that's it for episode number two. I am going to talk a little bit about Ant-Man and the Wasp, but there may be spoilers ahead. Uh, I'm not really sure. So just a big spoiler warning 
uh, stop listening here. If you haven't seen the movie yet, if you have, feel free to keep listening and uh, you can uh, talk to me about that. Um, I'm trying to think of what the safest place would be. Probably just just drop me. I'll, I'll make a post on uh, the the Facebook page, and it'll just put spoiler warning on there. And uh, yeah, so Ant Man and the Wasp was really good. Like I said, because uh, I don't know if I said it in this or the video that I made for this, but um, it was really good because Infinity War was so bleak at the end, and it was such a bummer. So Ant Man and the Wasp, which takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, was just it was just a great just it's just a palate cleanser it was funny it was funny in all the right places Paul Rudd's great um, and the whole cast is great uh, even Michael Douglas Michael Douglas he's just knocking it out of the park and he's he's just he's so he's it's like every single person in this is just so subtly funny it's great um, except for uh, Michael uh, Pena he is uh, it's just over the over the top the whole Louise story which uh, if you remember from the first one uh, those were like some of the funniest parts and if not the funniest part in this is when he gets the truth serum and he just starts blabbering on and on and on it's great I loved it um, just all just even like the minor characters in in this movie they, they take uh, great care of just making them like characters in their own which uh, I love the ex-cons and how they're the security force now that's it's just hilarious um, but yeah uh, I have tried to avoid uh, reading things about it because I, I really wanted to see it and um, not be any kind of like spoilers and stuff like that. I did see like one headline where they're talking about a uh, ghost being like not a great villain. I think it was actually like a post on Instagram, but I don't know. To me, I didn't really see ghost as a villain. Uh, I mean, yes, she did bad things and two, she was kind of like the foil to the heroes, but an actual villain, I wouldn't say she was like she wasn't like a bad guy out to set set the world on fire, you know, and destroy the world. She's no Loki or you know Hela or um, Killmonger. She's basically she's just trying to save herself, and she just got mixed up in this whole thing because of Hank Pym's technology. And uh, of course, you know the story that she remembers might not be the actual story, or maybe. Hank Pym is kind of just covering for himself and he's not giving us the full story. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really think she was... I didn't really think she was a villain, so I don't really think she's a bad villain. But I did think she was a great foil and a great uh, uh, antagonist for the uh, the heroes. Um, I really enjoyed the scenes where Ant-Man and the Wasp teamed up. And I thought uh, Evangeline Lily? Lily, right? Lily Evangeline? I'm uh, going blank. But I thought she did a great job as the Wasp and uh, really enjoyed her on screen. Um, super bummed about the end credits sequence. And so, like, this is, like, major spoilers if you haven't watched the movie. Again, stop here. It gets bleak again. Freaking Marvel, why? Why did you do this to us? So, in the end credits sequence, if you've seen it, you know that Ant-Man shrinks down to the quantum realm again. He's in there. He's gathering up healing quantum energy for their new friend Ghost. And then what happens? Freaking Thanos snaps his fingers and Janet's gone. The original Wasp. Uh, Hank Pym is gone. Uh, the original Ant-Man. And now freaking the new Wasp, Hope, she's gone. So everybody's gone except for Ant-Man. And he's stuck in the quantum realm. What the heck, Marvel? Why?
Why, 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 why? Ah. So bummed. I'm so bummed about Infinity War. Um, I haven't talked about that on here because I started the podcast out of that and I, I didn't know if it'd make sense to go back and talk about it, but freaking why, Marvel? Why? Playing with my heartstrings. I don't like it. So now we have to wait until Captain Marvel comes out next year. Oh my gosh. I think it's in March. Why? Why, Marvel? Why? So, anyways, um, I don't want to end this episode on such a bummer note, but um, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, if you could leave me a review on whatever you're listening to this uh, podcast on, that'd be great. I'd really appreciate it. Um, stars and stuff, um, especially on uh, Apple Podcasts, because apparently uh, on Apple Podcasts, when you get the reviews and the stars, it makes the good things happen. I'm not sure what that what that really means, but that's what I've been told by um, much better podcasters than myself. So yeah, I'm getting home. Uh, I think this audio worked out great, so I'm super psyched about that. Hopefully it didn't mess up anywhere. If it did, you guys are just gonna have to bear with it because I'm gonna do my best to fix it and put it up because I cannot record this episode again you can only tell your story so many times. I've told it in all the other different formats, but here it is, podcast. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. Um, uh, I want to do a quick word from our sponsors, and uh, our sponsors for this show is, actually, there are no sponsors. I made that up. I don't have any sponsors, but if you're interested in sponsoring the Savannah Zombie podcast, uh, hit me up at josh at savannahzombienovel.com, and uh, we'll look into getting you sponsoring this episode. So since I don't have a sponsor, uh, I'm going to make up one, but it's not really me making up one. This is an actual thing, Uh, but it is the Savannah Quill Book Convention, and it is run by my buddy Adam Messer, who does the Muses, Memoirs, and More show. Uh, But yeah, he started this, and it's about bringing um, authors and book lovers and bringing authors and readers together, and the whole goal is to promote literacy. Uh, We did our first annual one last year, so the second one is coming up in October. I believe it's October 20th. Uh, I will post the uh, actual date in the show notes because I'm pretty sure it's the 20th, but I can't remember for sure. But yeah, it is going to be fun. There's going to be authors there, books. Uh, There's going to be kind of like a little mini uh, Harry Potter mini con kind of deal in there. Um, There's going to be an after party with uh, DJ ob one Benobi, um, and uh, yeah, he's going to be doing, he's pretty famous for doing uh, the purple parties, but um, I'm not really sure what exactly he's got planned for that, uh, but it's going to be fun, it's going to be awesome, uh, go to savannahquill, I think, .com, and uh, check that out, and it's a great, uh, great, great uh, convention, and it's about books, and about people who love books, and we really want to get to the point where we can help and promote literacy, so yeah, go support that. And um, that's it. So thanks for listening. Uh, Hey, my wife and daughter are getting home. So yeah, cool. Perfect timing. All right. See you later, everybody. Hey, if you're listening on anchor.fm, just know that you can send me voice messages on that app and I can add them to the show. So if you want to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, or like maybe you have a question about how I got my start as, as an author and you just want to know more. If you have any questions, you can go to the, uh, you can download the anchor.fm app and uh, you can send me a voice message on there. I guess just follow me, Savannah Zombie Podcast. 
And uh, yeah, we'll add it to the show. And uh, that'd be cool, cool way to connect with the uh, the listeners. <laughs>